Genesis 17, 15 through 27. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her. And moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all those born in his house, or brought with his or bought with his money every male among the men of Abraham's house, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very day, as God said to him, Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. But Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very day Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised, and all the men of his house, those born in the house, and those bought with his money from a foreigner were circumcised with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we're 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 seeing the next kind of section. God has just yesterday we looked at God has just made this amazing promise to Abraham, basically saying, I'm going to change your name. You're not just gonna be the father of one nation, you're gonna be the father of many nations. Um and there's gonna be a sign that comes with this covenant, and it is circumcision. Then God kind of doubles down and says, no, Sarah is going to have a baby. Sarah is going to have this child. I am actually going to do what I said. Um, and Abraham believes, um, and uh, but you know continues to have everybody in his household, including Ishmael, circumcision as God, circumcised as God had commanded him. So... Um, yeah, what are your thoughts uh, on the passage here? There's kind of two major things going on, the, the the obedience of circumcision on one side and the promise of Isaac on the other. Yeah, I I think that faith is a major theme in this passage, and obviously disbelief is the first thing that hits Abraham. He's like, no, not possible. Yeah. Now, now he's seen God do a lot of things at this point, and... Yet this requires a lot of faith on his part. He has a physical son right there, and he's like, why not just this one? Uh, and his wife is old, he's old. So so faith in trust in the grace of God, the ability of God, is a strong thing that jumps out to me in this, this passage, especially at the beginning here. Yeah, and they really, uh, it's kind of interesting, they're kind of laughing at... Uh the commands of God, and obviously famously, and what we'll look at tomorrow, Sarah laughs again. Um, and so I, I think you're you're right. Um, but but of course, Abraham is is commended for his faith, right? right. And so right. I do think this is this is a really helpful passage in that regard too. Like everything that the Lord brings to us, everything the Lord says, 
you know, sometimes, sometimes there's things it, it, it's hard to believe. It's, it's right. hard to continue to believe these things. It's hard to go on in these things. And so, um, yeah, I just think that's a very interesting um, kind of idea there that, you know, there's certainly doubt along the way, um, even to this man that is so commended for his faith in the Lord. Uh, and I think that's that's encouraging to me. I mean, Absolutely. There, there's one thing, um, you know, every, every time you sin, every time I sin, to some degree, it's, I just doubt, you know? I mean, I don't really believe that God is satisfying. That's right. I don't really believe that God's word is real or true. Um, and so I, I just think that the, the Christian is oftentimes marked by real doubt. Um, but the, the amazing thing about this is that God continues just to reassure, right? And so how does Abraham overcome his doubt? Um, he continues to commune with the Lord. Um, and it takes Sarah longer. I mean, and she's still laughing in the next uh, passage, but it's continual communion with the Lord that ultimately leads to um, seeing that the hand of God really is at work and that he really can be trusted. That's right. You know, as you're saying that, it makes me think of, of exercise. Most people don't like to exercise because it's uncomfortable. And why is it uncomfortable? Because it, it stresses your muscles. Right. But as your muscles get stressed, they become stronger. That's right. And that's what's happened. Faith, faith only comes when there's a crisis. And crises aren't comfortable, so we run from them. Abraham did not run from this crisis. He, he didn't necessarily believe instantly because he was stressed and his faith was stressed, but it grew. And it became stronger and stronger. I think that's one of the things about Abraham is that he does continue to get back in communion with the Lord. He does not run from God. And so his faith grows. And, and you know what he does right after? I mean, he's just had this huge doubt moment. But what is the next thing he does after he meets with God? He follows through. He obeys. He that's he right. goes and circumcises everybody in his household. He, right. he obeys what God had told him in the, you know, the previous chapter. So right. I think that's like incredibly helpful to what you're just saying. Like, um, you know, my dad always says, and I think he got this from like Elizabeth Elliot, but, um, you know, he says, all we really need to do is just do the next right thing, right? When you're, when you're in doubt, when you've, when you've made a big mistake, when you're in the pit, uh, when a really bad thing happens to you, what do you do? Just, just go, whatever the next right thing to do is, whatever obedience in that moment looks like, it's not like the next 10 right things. It's just the one next right thing. Like if we could just live that way, I think that actually is the way of faith. It is the way that we work out our faith just by doing the thing that we know that God wants us to do next. And those are the things that you said too about, you know, to use your working out analogy. Um, that's what strengthens our faith muscles and really what makes us useful and and how God can really use us for big things. Well, for Thomas Nelson, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 
1-800-242-1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.